Today's food for the journey will be a classic reflection of today's readings. Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm Sister Ann Shields, and welcome once more to Food for the Journey. Today we look ahead to the readings for the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time. And the first reading is taken from the book of Leviticus, chapter 13, verses 1 to 2, and then verses 44 to 46. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, If someone has on his skin a scab or a pustule or blotch, which appears to be the sore of leprosy, he shall be brought to Aaron the priest or to one of the priests among his descendants. If the man is leprous and unclean, the priest shall declare him unclean by reason of the sore on his head. The one who bears the sore of leprosy shall keep his garments rent and his head bare and shall muffle his beard. He shall cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as the sore is on him, he shall declare himself unclean, since he is in fact unclean. He shall dwell apart, making his abode outside the camp. So whenever someone had some kind of skin disease, leprosy was certainly the worst, but they would be declared unclean. That isolated them. So on top of being ill, you're isolated from everybody. Again, Dr. Healy has some comments to make on this passage that I want to share with you this morning. She writes, Few afflictions in biblical times were more hideous and terrifying than that of leprosy. Leprosy could actually refer to a variety of severe skin disorders, including actual leprosy, that is, Hansen's disease, in which a bacterial infection causes the skin to ulcerate, resulting in oozing sores, disfigurement, loss of limbs, and occasionally blindness. In ancient times, leprosy was incurable, and its diagnosis virtually a death sentence. Besides the physical ravages, there was the total ostracism from human society imposed by the law. And the law read this, The one who bears the sore of leprosy shall keep his garments rent and his head bare and shall muffle his beard. He shall cry out, Unclean, unclean. He shall dwell apart, making his abode outside the camp. This comes from the book of Leviticus, chapter 13, verses 45 and 46. Even worse, a leper was ritually unclean and thus barred from entering the temple, God's holy dwelling place, to participate in the liturgy of Israel. The law could do nothing to help a leper. It could only protect the community from the spreading of the disease. By approaching Jesus, this leper makes a bold move. Not only does he violate the strictures of the law, but he risks encountering the familiar reaction of horror and revulsion at the sight of a leper. He kneels, a sign of both supplication and reverence. His plea, if you wish, shows his utter confidence in Jesus' power. How much faith do we have? 
Ask God daily to increase your faith. Ask him daily to increase your faith. Psalm 32, I turn to you, Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. Do we turn to the Lord in time of trouble? Do we go there even first? We might think of it after everything else has been exhausted, but if we're in real trouble, go first to the Lord even if only for a couple of minutes, but go first to the Lord. Help me, Lord. Lead me. Second reading is taken from Paul's letter to the Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 31, through the first verse of chapter 11. So 1031 through 11.1. Brothers and sisters, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Avoid giving offense, whether to the Jews or the Greeks or the Church of God, just as I try to please everyone in every way, not seeking my own benefit, but that of the many, that they may be saved. Be imitators of me, as I am of Christ. How many situations do we see somebody in front of us and we want to ignore, we want to avoid, we excuse ourselves quickly? Maybe there's a very substantial reason for doing it, but often it's just we don't want to spend the time with this person or that person. They bother us in some way, or we're offended by them, by something they've done in the past. Brothers and sisters, Paul's letter to the Corinthians is saying, just as I try to please everyone in every way, not seeking my own benefit, but that of the many, that they may be saved. You may be able, even though it you want to turn away from the person because they've hurt you in some way, but it may be that God wants to use you. It may be that God wants you to speak a word that will touch the heart and reopen a path that has been closed. You don't really know. And so often what we do is we shut down, we turn away, we avoid. When, if we have enough self-discipline not to let our own pain show, but to see someone that has offended us, someone who has offended us, but they're in distress of some kind, are you willing to go beyond yourself in your own sense of righteousness or justice, and serve. That often is as the person heals or is restored from whatever was difficult, they ponder the fact that no matter what you had done to them, that person came back. That person helped you. That person didn't ignore you, even though you knew you had hurt them. There's so many ways, brothers and sisters, God wants to use us, but we've got to overcome our own anger, our own frustration, our own resentment, which builds up in us. When somebody's in need, reach out. Don't disqualify some, someone because they've hurt you. Reach out. You may win someone back to God. And the gospel, again, from the gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 40 to 45. A leper came to Jesus 
and kneeling down, begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I will do it, be made clean. And the leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. And the man went away, (laughs) began to publicize the whole matter. Couldn't keep quiet. Why did Jesus say, don't tell anyone? Because when these miracles occurred, the crowds increased, and the resentment and anger of his enemies increased. And Jesus knew they would, but he was trying to find enough time to somehow allow him not to be arrested, not to be imprisoned, as did happen to him. But he was trying to reach as many people as he could. So he would say to people, don't tell anyone. (laughs) And then they go out and spread it and make it that much more difficult for the Lord in his humanity. So often, brothers and sisters, we we act before we think. We, we know something, and we want to be the first one to tell everybody. Think about whether it's right to do or not. Is it charitable or not? Or are you going to make it harder for the one, let's say, who was healed? The leprosy left him immediately. He was made clean, and then warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. See that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. So he says, obey the law. Do what the law requires. And the man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places. And people kept coming to him from everywhere. Ah, brothers and sisters, what it must have been like for Jesus in his humanity. Crowds, people begging him, grabbing hold of him, pleading with him. And all he had to do was gaze upon the person, and sometimes the person was healed. But all Jesus had to do was look, and he knew the motive, he knew the situation. And one of the things that is very apparent in the scriptures is Jesus' compassion, his love, his compassion for the poor and the weak and the hungry, those who had nowhere to go. Medical supplies, medicine was very limited in those days, but still there were people who, if they had money, would have been able to gain at least some reprieve from the ravages of whatever they were suffering, but they had nothing. Those are the ones that Jesus took such great pity on, and he healed them. He looked at them. He saw in their faces a genuine longing of faith that this Jesus could heal them if they could just get to him. And it it says over and over again, Jesus was moved with compassion. He would weep for them. 
How compassionate are we to those in need? Perhaps we're compassionate when somebody's compatible with us. In other words, I know this person or I know about this person and they're very good and they're this and they're that and and therefore I should help them. What about the one who's the poor and the downtrodden? What about the one who is really, really very weak and not pleasant at all to be around? Do you avoid them? Do you give them something? Do you pray for them? Or do you avoid? Brothers and sisters, the Lord particularly reached out to the poor. And in our own daily lives, that's what we need to be doing. It doesn't need to be grandiose. But the people that perhaps, for one reason or another, you ignore or avoid. They're not well-dressed. They don't smell good. They're dirty. You want to avoid them. What is Jesus asking of you? What's he asking of me? How many times in how many places? I remember some time ago walking on on the streets in, in the city where I live, and there was a a man just standing there. He wasn't begging. He wasn't sitting down. He was just standing there. And as I walked by him, he just said, pray for me. Please pray for me. May God give us the grace to hear the cry of the poor, whether it's prayer or material need. May we hear his voice through them. God bless you. Mercy is at the heart and the center of God's love for us. To help you encounter God's mercy, I want to offer you a free copy of my booklet, Captured by Mercy. To request your copy, call 1-800-282-4789 or go to our website, renewalministries.net slash ffj.